Let's talk about life. Abortion is a tragic part of our lives as Americans, unfortunately, to this day. Even the overturning of Roe versus Wade doesn't end that. It continues to rob the children of the right to live. What's even more devastating is that a majority of the women who get abortions say they would have chosen life if they had more support. And a lot of times this is the criticism from the left. They're like, oh, well, uh, you guys don't only care. You don't care about life for the whole life. Well, preborn does. I do. You do. Stepping in to fill the gap when women are being told their babies are clumps of cells, Preborn blows away that myth by providing free ultrasounds and postnatal care as well. Once they've introduced the mother to their unborn child, she's twice as likely to choose life for that child. They're doing really great work. They're great people, and they really care about this. And you can be a part of this ministry that stands in the gap for life. When you support preborn, you not only support women, you empower your empower them with your donation of $28 will help a woman make the choice of life and support her after that choice. It's just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. It's pound 250. The keyword's baby or preborn.com slash Glenn. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, I have I have wanted to do uh, this program, this particular show for, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years. We get to the day and my voice goes out. <clears throat> I don't know if this is a sign of shut up, Glenn, or somebody else trying to shut me up. I have no idea. But today is the day that we're going to explain and begin to restore the American covenant. And we're going to ask you to make a covenant um, and turn our faces back to God in about a half an hour from now. But I want to tell you the story first so you understand what we're doing. We begin in 60 seconds. First, I'm going to ask the vegetarian to step in here and and sell meat. There you go. Because you know meat. You got to have your meat. And if you want to go to get that meat at the grocery store, you'll probably be a little disappointed. First of all, you will see prices going through the roof uh, that are uh, they're bonkers prices. Crazy. Uh, but, you know, you see stuff like raised in America. I mean, if you're looking for that, you might like that. But is it really raised in America, Glenn? Probably not. The, the USA uh, product of USA has a little flag on it. That means nothing. That means that the cow could have been raised someplace else shipped here dead and then we just cut it here so deassembled in america (laughs) 
fascinating process. Uh, they, of course, at uh, Good Ranchers, don't do it this way. They source all of their high-quality beef and chicken from local farms and ranches. And for every box ordered, Good Ranchers donates 10 meals to Americans in need. That's over a million meals so far. So you can do good while you eat good. Listen, don't settle for less than the best meats, and don't settle for meat that has been raised overseas either. You can head over to GoodRanchers.com, use the code BECK, 25 bucks off any box. Do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use the code BECK for 25 bucks off now at GoodRanchers.com. It was around 640 B.C., The king of Judah lay dead in his own palace, surrounded by his servants who glowed with satisfaction. The assassination was a success. They had killed their king, but their victory was short-lived. Although the king of Judah had been evil, the people still broke out in anger against the assassins, putting them all to death quickly. Out of the bloody palace emerged an eight-year-old boy. He had no time to mourn the death of his father because today he would become the new king of Judah. He looked out over his kingdom. It had become dark and an evil place. The people had forgotten the God of their ancestors and threw themselves at the feet of idols. They had abandoned any good that their ancestors had tried to pass down. They were lost. They were violent. They were idolatrous. They were without hope. And they were without God. He was eight years old. His father was dead. His people were evil. And he was desperate. Fast forward about a thousand years, 1630 AD, John Winthrop, he's an English attorney who is now governor of a colony in the New World. He led roughly 800 people on a perilous expedition from England to what would become the Massachusetts Bay Colony. On January 2nd, 1630, he wrote one short entry into his diary. My son Henry was drowned at Salem. It was his job to lead these people, to keep them alive. But he couldn't even keep his own son alive. Even though he wasn't really a preacher, he wrote a sermon for the people, a model of how they should live. He was a man in his 40s in the New World. He was desperate. And so he made a deal with God, a covenant. He had read his Bible. He knew the stories of God coming down to man and making covenants. He knew about Abraham and Moses. He knew about Jesus and he needed a miracle. So he did the only thing he thought he could. The only thing he thought would work instead of God first reaching out to him, he reached out to God. This wasn't totally unprecedented. John Winthrop would have known another story from the Bible, a story of an eight-year-old king ruling over an evil people, King Josiah. When Josiah turned 18 years old, he ordered that all of the holy places be rebuilt because they had fallen in complete disrepair. 
But as they were cleaning, the high priest found a scroll. It was the first five books of the Bible. He handed it to the secretary of the king, who wasn't really interested in it. Secretary brought it to the king, King Josiah, and said, Hey, we found this old scroll. Do you want it? Josiah had never seen this scroll before. It was the constitution of his people, but he had never read it. He didn't know what it said. He had it read to him aloud. As he had listened, he realized that he and his people had completely forgotten their God. He stood up, tore his clothes, saying, Our God must be furious with us. Everything that is in this scroll about us, we've completely ignored. A prophet came to the king's men and prophesied that a calamity would soon strike the nation. Why? Because they had abandoned God. It was exactly what King Josiah had feared. The people had become too evil. They had to be destroyed. Again, King Josiah was desperate. His people were on the brink of destruction. He needed a miracle. So like John Winthrop, he did the only thing he thought would work. He assembled all of the people together to renew the covenant to God. He gathered everyone from the greatest kingdom to the least. And everyone was to listen to the words of the scroll he read aloud. The scroll, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The king, King Josiah, called it the scroll of the covenant. We know it as the Torah. First five books of the Bible. The people listened as he read it aloud. And something changed in that moment. Something shifted. They remembered. In front of everyone, King Josiah made a covenant with God. He promised to follow God wholeheartedly and live according to everything written in the scroll. And by doing this, he said they would confirm the covenant of their ancestors, the one their ancestors had made. They would renew it. John Winthrop knew this story. He knew that renewing a covenant is not about anything new. It's about returning something true. If he and his people were to survive, then they had to live by the word of God. In his sermon, he wrote, Now if the Lord shall please to hear us and bring us in peace to the place we desire, then hath he ratified this covenant and sealed our commission. And it will expect a strict performance of the articles contained in it. But if we shall neglect the observation of these articles, the Lord will surely break out in wrath against us and be revenged of such a people and make us know the price of the breach of a covenant such as this. Break out in wrath 
against them. Why would John Winthrop make a deal with those kinds of conditions? Why would he make a deal that if they didn't strictly adhere to it, the God of the universe would have the right to revenge against them? I mean, that sounds insane. But it's not. He was desperate. He had no other options. I kind of feel like him today. Just like the king, Josiah, he saw into the future, and there were only two paths, total destruction or turning back to God. And that was it. So he picked up that dusty old Bible and recommitted himself to what it said. He committed to honesty, charity, truth, to goodness. He committed to humility, brotherhood, unity, loyalty. He said the only way to avoid this shipwreck is to provide for our posterity and follow the counsel of Micah to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. He said that was the only way to avoid the shipwreck. Literally, metaphorically, people were dying. His own son was dead. They needed God. How interesting that after Abraham Lincoln's son died while he was in office and we were dying, the republic was dying, literally and figuratively. We were fighting a great battle and a battle that at first, Lincoln said, was just to preserve the union. We lost, as the Union, every single battle except one until Gettysburg. Lincoln said, when I came into office, I wasn't a Christian. When my son died, I wasn't a Christian. But when I went to Gettysburg, it drove me to my knees and I became a Christian. This is when he made the covenant. These are some of the words. No human counsel has divided, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things of this conflict. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. He went on to renew the covenant. Now that sounds... That sounds like something big, grand, and spiritual, but it's really not. Renewing is just going back to what worked and trying it again. If we renew the Constitution, we're not altering it. We're not writing a whole new Constitution. We're just reading it again and committing ourselves to actually doing what it says. We're only a few generations away from somebody like King Josiah finding the American founding documents in maybe in the back of some old cave, uh, cave in clay pots or beside some old trash can, picking up those documents and saying, what are these? Holy cow, I've never heard of any of this. There are people sitting in our churches and synagogues right now that could open up to a chapter in their Bible and would be shocked by what it says because we forgot who we were. Today is about remembering. That's what renewing a covenant means, to remember 
what we used to know as a people and then promising to live that way. That's it. And it doesn't happen all at once. It's not always like the Holy Spirit dropping fire under the disciples. Sometimes renewal is slow. It's the small everyday choices we make. It's the good deeds we do that nobody knows about. So what we do here today and what hopefully you will do with your family next week, you won't completely renew the covenant, not all at once. You have to renew it every day in your heart in the way you and your family live. And it is important. Your children are part of that covenant. And it is incumbent upon you to teach them the truth. We put together a document for anybody who wants to renew the covenant with God. I'm going to read it to you today. I'm going to ask you if you will, wherever you are, raise your hand and repeat after me. I would suggest you read it first. It's at glenbeck.com. But let me do something when we come back that maybe is a little crazy. Let me dissuade you from making the covenant. Because there's something that you need to know about it that we haven't addressed. We'll do that in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Yes, Rough Greens, of course, is not a dog food. It is a supplement you sprinkle on top, uh, sprinkle on top of your dog food. And giving your dog the healthiest, happiest life you can isn't just like a nice thing to do. It's your responsibility as a pet owner. You probably look at your pet as if it's a member of the family. And you want to make sure that they have the best. So what do you do? Of course, you give them Rough Greens. If it's something that's good for dogs, it's in Rough Greens. You know, most dog food is sterilized and dead. It contains none of the nutrition or little of the nutrition that's so vital to your dog. That's why your dog needs Rough Greens. Uh, it is a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog food. Brown food is dead food. You want the greens. You name it. If it's healthy for dogs, it is in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, roughgreens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN33. They're going to give you your first trial bag free. Uh, that's right, free. All you have to do is pay shipping or call them 833-GLEN33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call today for roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. The covenant is actually what Thanksgiving is all about. We give thanks. We turn back and we humble ourselves, and we say, we're sorry. Thank you for sustaining our country for another year, even though we've done everything we could practically to screw it up. Thank you. Thank you for the blessings. Now, some people have been following a 40-day course, if you will, 40 days, 40 nights leading up to this show about we had one day that's just about how serious covenants are. In the past, covenants were like blood oaths. I'm not talking about covenants made with God. I'm talking about any covenant, man to man, tribe to tribe, king to king, whatever. A covenant is a pact or treaty between two parties, but it's not like contracts today. You can't get lawyers involved at the end. You can't just sign something and say, well, we got a prenup. 
Look at our divorce rate. So many people say, until death do us part. But what they really mean is, until we decide we don't really want to be together anymore. We're a culture of liars, big lies, little lies, little white lies. We don't even mean to lie, usually. We may even have good intentions, but we don't follow through. We don't keep our word. We don't really expect other people to keep their word. Used to be in America... A handshake was a deal. We walk around expecting people to let us down. That's our culture, and that's a sign your culture is sick. But a covenant is not like that. A covenant is not until death do us part. It's forever. And if you break it, the consequences are really serious. John Winthrop understood that. That's why he talked about God unleashing the wrath. I have read this covenant. We've prayed about it. I'm comfortable saying these words today, but I want you to think about it first if you haven't. I'm going to do it on the air next in just a few minutes. Don't make any promises to God that you're not intending on keeping or you don't think you can. You can't break this oath. It will make things worse. Abraham Lincoln said in his second inaugural uh, speech how evil slavery was. Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills that it continue until all of the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk and until every drop of blood drawn with a lash shall be paid by another drawn with a sword. As it was said 3,000 years ago, still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. This doesn't necessarily stop things from happening. But after Lincoln made this, we won every single battle except one when you align yourself on his side instead of expecting him to be on your side the world can change maybe perhaps these things are happening for us and not to us the covenant next the glenn back program with the holiday gift-giving season ahead of us, keeping all those internet-connected presents safe from cyber thieves should be at the top of your mind when you're shopping online. And these days, everything is internet-connected. Some steps you can take to protect computers, phones, smartwatches, and more include turning off device uh, listening, updating software often, applying two-factor authentication is really important, complex passwords, of course, enabling lock screens, all that's important. But it's not the entire package. You can't wait for someone to steal your personal information and identity to start protecting yourself from it. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And it's equally important to realize that there are measures you can take to help keep it from happening. This is where having LifeLock by Norton installed can save you so much money and so much hassle. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 
1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. It's lifelock.com. The promo code is back for 25% off with LifeLock. And you can head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and subscribe to Blaze TV. Just use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 20 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Covenant Day. I've been leading you up to this for 40 days and actually more like a decade. Right? You've been talking about this off the air and sometimes even on the air about at some point you wanted to do it. Yeah, Here I, we are. Yeah, okay, so this actually started. I'm, I'm just fulfilling a covenant. I made a covenant when I was baptized that I would do what he asked me to do. I remember saying it in my head. I will, if you can forgive me and take all this burden off me, I will do what you tell me to do. Now, knowing what he wants me to do, I mean, that's the tough part. You have no idea. I have felt prompted to do the covenant, to renew America's covenant for over a decade. And uh, we keep trying to do it. It's not the right time. Something will happen. Uh, COVID happened. We had it all planned. COVID happened and we had to cancel it all. And um, so this last summer, I kept hearing covenant, covenant, covenant. And uh, I said, okay, okay, got to do that. How are we going to gather a crowd? And that's when I kind of heard, hey, dummy, how about the 12 million that listen to you every day? And I'm like, oh, that is a crowd. Yeah. Okay. So I'm taking two risks. One, there's nothing like this has ever been done on commercial radio. I don't know of even any radio because it's the American covenant. Um, but it's certainly not been done on commercial radio and probably for a reason, mm. probably for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I believe he asked me to do it. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. So I am only filling, fulfilling my part of the covenant. Is this something that needs to be done sort of simultaneously? Does everyone in the audience need to do this today? Or is this mm. something that they can do, maybe go through would, the process mm. if they're just joining and understanding the, the, the whole? No, you can. Uh, we're posting it and we'll make a, something for your whole family for Thanksgiving. I recommend that mm. you print this out and you as a family sign it. You make it, say it out loud, sign it. If you want to, those, those who have been following the 40 days, 40 nights and, you know, have prepared for today, um, I would suggest they take it. There's also resources on glenbeck.com where you can see the covenant. Also, there is a 40-day study of biblical covenants that you can go through yeah. and a 15-day guide on American covenants. So you yes. have all the background here if you want to lead up to this on your own uh, and you're just maybe learning about this day. Maybe you've missed the segments we've done leading up to this. But I, I think this is the beginning of uh, fulfillment of, of Scripture where, you know, but if his people will turn back to him, if my people will turn to me, I will forgive and heal their land. And I think that that's what the covenant is. We are turning back, back to him and saying, okay, we know who you are. We know what we've done and we can't do it without you. Um, I, I don't want to take up too much time because I know you have to do this, but is there an increased significance with 
in your mind when it comes to what's going on in the world when it comes to oh, what's gosh, going yeah. on in israel because this 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 was started before yeah any of this stuff started happening on october 7th for sure i mean nobody knows the time you know we're all told but i mean if you haven't if you're a christian and you haven't at least thought that maybe there's a lot of prophecy being fulfilled here um maybe this is the time um you know i talked to pat earlier this morning and he said i always thought it would be more obvious if this is the time you know the mark of the beast is that cbdc i don't know what what is it what it could be anything and he said i always thought it would be more clear but it's it's not um maybe it becomes more clear but you can tell the difference between good and evil most people can still do that although many listen hour one of this broadcast um many cannot okay so if you're driving pull over if you're with people just say it quietly in your head if you're by yourself say it out loud if you want to i'm making this for me you can just follow me um you know i state your name so just follow me you say your name not my name are you ready I, Glenn Beck, alongside my fellow countrymen, and as a witness to my nation and the Almighty, now come forward in humility to covenant that the Lord is my God. I further covenant to remember to regularly commune with him through prayer, to turn away from sin and error, to rear my family in righteousness, in patience, love, truth, and kindness, to discern and sustain the law, and in fine, to perform my several duties properly, punctually, and to the utmost. Now, if the Lord shall please to hear us, and inasmuch as we honor this covenant, then shall his bounty be poured down upon us, as has never been seen. We humbly implore and beg his protection and favor that we may experience his everlasting peace and concord that our sins, those of our family, those of our nation may be pardoned that the disunity in our country and suffering may be healed that once again our families shall delight in each other that we shall rejoice together mourn together 
and increase together. The Lord will be our God and delight to dwell among our families so that we partake of his wisdom, power, goodness, and truth. Love and solidarity shall reign within our households. May our nation unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care, for his protection, that he may promote the knowledge and the practice of true religion and virtue. He shall grant unto this nation temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand created this great nation. It is only the gracious gift of the Most High God. Only his tender care shall heal this nation's wounds. He will raise it to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, Union and plenty. He has made us a city upon the hill. The eyes of all people are upon us. We enlist his almighty hand that we may once again choose life. And that we and our seed may live by obeying his voice and cleaving to him. He is our life and our poster prosperity. May my family and this country ever stand in solemn testimony of the Most High. Amen. Please find this at glenbeck.com plus all of the information. You will also find our uh, Thanksgiving proclamation from uh, George Washington and the Thanksgiving proclamation issued right after Gettysburg, uh, which is a renewal of the covenant. You will find those also at glenbeck.com. I wanted to do it this week when we had the maximum audience before we go into the holidays. So you would be able to hear this, begin to commit to it,
and perhaps next week at your Thanksgiving table, you will work through perhaps the 15 days, do some of it, do all of it. But if you do some of it and you understand it, teach it to your children and then print this covenant out, take it as a family, sign it, frame it. Know who your household answers to. You can find all the information at glenbeck.com. In Land Lakes, Florida, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building a community called the Let Us Do Good Village, which is going uh, to have 100 homes for their program participants. There are two families who've already moved in, a Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured hero who served our nation. There are going to be a lot more to come. This is a special place where families will be able to come together and heal. This is a place where their children can grow up and experience life together. And it's all thanks to an amazing donation of land on which it sits. And of course, thanks to your generosity. The Let Us Do Good Village can be just the first of many communities just like it. And this is your opportunity to help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together and also grow together. You know, a side note, we, we covered that going viral right now is Osama bin Laden's letter to America. I mean, I think of a That's world where we're, in, uh, we're a couple decades past 9-11 and now popularizing Osama bin Laden's writings. If you haven't heard that from TikTok, mm. uh, get your kids off TikTok, by the way. Please. Um, if you haven't heard that yet, we played it in hour number one. It is, it will show you where we are as a nation. Mm. We are in deep trouble we said never forget after 9 11 and honestly lots of people have uh, the, i will tell you the tunnel to towers foundation is not they remember and with every mortgage-free home the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of our heroes and what they've done to make our country and our communities better donate 11 dollars a month to the tunnel to towers foundation at t2t.org it's t the number two t dot org for tunnel to towers the glenn back program sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com You know, what's so weird about these things is um, I said that we were going to do Restoring Honor, and it was at the Lincoln Memorial on August 28th. Remember that? We made that decision in a bus someplace. Yeah. And, um, and I thought it was so important. And then the next year we did, in Jerusalem, we did Restoring Courage. Uh, then we did Restoring Love. Um. And each time I feel like this is, this is important. This is important. And then as soon as it's done, I'm like, I don't think that made any, I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> and I kind of, and maybe this time too, because I don't know if anybody took it. I don't, I have no idea how many people are participating in this at all. Um, and I urge you, if you just heard it and you didn't know about it, that you would take it home and you would discuss it with your family and you would take it as your family. And it really is something that you really should be in front of you every day because you don't want to forget. Mary, you're promising to remember. 
And that is the problem. Historically, it is always the problem. When you forget who you serve, when you forget who you are, where you came from, it all falls apart. So what's next? What do people do if they took that? What do they do? Is this, uh, do they change their life? Do they, uh, do they... Well, hopefully there's not that much. Did you hear anything in there that you thought, oh, I got to change my life? Well, yeah, I guess I have to stop stealing from the company now, which is seemingly... Wait a minute. A, yeah. <laughs> it's an anti-embezzling. No. Yeah. Um, you no, know, I mean, I hope... You, know, you hope yeah, you're know. on the right path. It's. I think what you outlined is the one of the biggest problems for people to go through any faith process is you just, you never really know. You might feel like you know, but you never really know if you're standing in the right place. You just, the whole thing is about trying, right? Yeah. That is a huge part of it. I think a lot of people just kind of give up and don't even make an effort. All of the mistakes in my life have been made by me. Anything that I've done that is worthy and good, it came from him. And I might have just accidentally stumbled into it. Right. Um, that's hard. That's, it's, it's hard for, for now, someone with an ego to think that way, but that's the way you need to think. Now, think how hard it's going to be in the future. Our lines are already blurred. This is why the covenant is so important. You must remember and stand in the truth. Okay. Think how hard it's going to be to see the difference. Um, think how hard it's going to become as we go further and further down this road. You already, some most lot of people don't know. They have no idea. They, they're searching for the truth. We have to be guardians of the truth and speak it with love and humility. The Glenn Beck Program. 